on today's first round KO. I hope you like football because we do some more football talk. We go through our picks for week one in the NFL. And yeah, get ready to hear a lot of football talk from this podcast for the foreseeable future because football is back. Let's get it. Shock the system. Welcome to the most must-hear WSUW sports podcast in history. Welcome to First Round KO. I am your host, KO, a.k.a. Howard J. Dingers, and I am joined, as always, by Mr. Connor J.D. Moore. I just realized something before I get to what I wanted to open up the show. You got a lot of purple on it, and I'm kind of, and I'm kind of feeling it. Yeah. Like, I'm feeling it. I, I love this outfit. Dude, like, I really like it. Like, yeah. I, because like I, you, you know how I am with, with socks. Oh, yeah. And shoes. Uh, especially socks. Those are my... Purple Nike Hyper Elites. No, I no, I love the socks. Yep. The shorts are nice, are nice. And mm-hmm. then you got the uh, the okay rugby, so, rugby club. I'm a, I'm going to assume you got that from Nicole. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because only only like people like family and like spouses, I guess, like can order apparel uh-huh. for club teams. So like I was able to buy a shirt when right. we were dating. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Because I freaking love this. Because I figured. Yeah. Because because yeah. that didn't dawn on me until like in the middle of Hawk Talk. <laughs> I was just like. That's a rugby, and that's a club thing. And I know other sports that you're able to buy yeah. those shirts, but you can't find it for rugby. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, and then it clicked yeah. on me, uh, literally five five minutes. Later. I was like, "Oh, Nicole!" Yep. I was like, "Nicole, that's right." But no, I'm no, I'm really dig, I'm really digging that. Thanks, uh, the other thing, uh, dude, I'm really hungry, and I and I won't <laughs> even and I, and I won't even sit here and lie. I'm about sixty percent looking past this, and. Really, just looking forward to just going to Olive in the next, like when we're done, food. and getting some food. Yep, and then and then getting at that free bowling. Yep, so. I'm, yep, and then watching some and then football. watching some football during it. Right? Oh and my god, back. Football is back. Oh man, football is back tonight in like an hour, literally an hour from when we're recording this. So yes, we're recording this Thursday night. You'll be listening to this Friday morning. <laughs> and we're recording this before said opening game. Yes. So. so we're going to do uh, – I know <laughs> Wednesday we said we're not going to do predictions. But we are going to talk – because we just did our episode of Hawk Talk. And we're in here right immediately after Hawk Talk. So we're going to go over our picks and kind of talk about why and that kind of stuff. Um, But, yeah, we're, ju- we're going to do that game first before it actually starts. And then hopefully we get through most of this before the actual game starts because I want to watch some f- football. And I'm just hungry. I'm, well, yeah, that too. I'm really hungry. I want to eat food. So let's kick things off right away because tonight we get to watch the defending Super Bowl champions. <clears throat> excuse me. The Philadelphia Eagles against the Atlanta Falcons, a rematch of, I believe it was the divisional round last year, mm-hmm. Eagles and Falcons. Uh, at was it at Philly last year? Yeah, because they were they were the one seed. Really I think not? So. I think so. I think they were the one seed. Sorry, but yeah. I can't I can't get over the fact that Fatex is actually having that Fortnite. That Fortnite it's literally a dollar to play tomorrow. That's really cool. Yeah, from nine to eleven thirty. It's a complete agree. side note, but I just saw it. I was like, I was like oh wait. <laughs> yeah, no, I saw that too. That's so cool. Uh, yeah. Defending champs, but it it's weird because they're still on their backup quarterback with Nick Foles because Carson Wentz is still not healthy. But like he won them their Super Bowl, so that shouldn't mean anything. 
But for me, it's it feel Nick Foles did not look good in the preseason last year or this year. I mean, like against the Browns of all people. Like, yeah, but I mean at the same time though, I mean we kind of I know a lot of people's like harping on. I myself for a little bit was like getting on Nick Foles in the preseason, but I feel like we all I feel like we everyone got away from the whole thing. It was just like it's preseason. I mean, That's true, yeah. I mean the Browns looked like world beaters a couple of seasons ago, and they have and they've only yeah, won they, what like one game in two years. They so. went four and zero in the preseason last year, right? And, and they then didn't win a game. So I mean, sixteen, yeah. So I mean, it could also be a thing of him getting getting the kinks out in it and all of that stuff too. I mean, who knows? But I can see why everyone's pan. I don't want to say panicking, but kind of just no. like kind of just like, oh my god, King Carson wants to hurry up. But it's if we're gonna give the same thing, if we're gonna say the same thing about teams and all of that for preseason, yeah. ideally, I would say we should give that same benefit of the doubt to individual players. That's true. If we're gonna if we're gonna give that to to whole teams, I think the biggest thing is that. Is that they're playing Atlanta Week One? Mm-hmm. Like Atlanta's a really good team. They right. won the Super Bowl two years ago. So that, to me, that's the biggest reason. Like if they had Carson Wentz and Alshon Jeffrey, who is also out tonight, if yep. they had those two people healthy, this would be a very hard game to predict. It would be an extremely entertaining game to watch. But, but for me, it. it because Nick Foles is starting and they don't have Elshon Jeffrey, which is right. a big loss for that team, I think it, I, it it takes away from Philadelphia. Like, it, plus they're, they're coming off the Super Bowl high, right? And yeah, uh, like I, Cal said some stat during Hawk Talk, like most teams after Super Bowls win. I think the only two that we could think of was New England, New England against Kansas City. And the one that he mentioned that I can't remember now, but like most Super Bowl teams win win Week One, uh, coming off their Super Bowl win. But like Philadelphia, Philadelphia is a party city. Like they're very much like a we just won, and oh, so I don't, we're I don't, super good. I don't think they ever stop celebrating. No, honestly. never Philadelphia. Like mm-hmm. they always they get close to the top of Philadelphia, and then it's a in its immediate like drop off yeah. for all Philadelphia sports teams. Like go look go look at the at the history books. After a Philadelphia team wins a championship, it's pretty downhill from there. <laughs> like until they have to rebuild back up. Like I, so, I don't know. I just I don't have a lot of faith in this Philadelphia team tonight. I really don't like this defense is gonna. This defense has held Atlanta the past two times. Like I think they, it was twice last year they played Atlanta. They held them to ten points and thirteen points. That's no easy feat mm-hmm. for holding a team with Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Devonta Freeman. That three headed beast. That's not an easy feat to hold them to 23 points in well, two Well, now games. they have Calvin Ridley added to the team through the draft as well. Plus Justin Gabriel, too. Justin Gabriel. That's a receiving card. You, you mean Justin Gabriel or Taylor Gabriel? Is it Taylor? Well, Taylor Gabriel's now on a member yeah, of the Justin, Chicago. It's Justin Gabriel. They got a, they, there's a different one? No, you're thinking Taylor Gabriel. And Taylor Gabriel just signed with the Bears. Oh, so they don't. They don't have him anymore, now. I'm going to look at their roster real quick. Unless there is a Justin Gabriel. No, I'm thinking of the wrestler. Oh, just, I was going to be like, why does that name sound familiar? <laughs> yeah, that's why. I but no, yeah, Taylor Gabriel's a bear now. They just signed them. You're right. They signed them in free You're agency. Right. I thought maybe there was two of them. I don't know. I don't know what I'm thinking. No, go to our lads. I don't want that one. Um, Yeah, but still, I mean, Calvin Ridley and who Like, Calvin Ridley going to Atlanta. Holy. Oh, Mohamed Sanu. That's, that's the I'm one. Th- I forgot he was I'm still thinking. on the roster. That's who I'm thinking of. Um, yeah. Plus, that. 
Austin Hooper. I feel like Austin Hooper gets overlooked at the tight end position. He has been Over- so solid. Criminally. He has been criminally so solid under, for under, Atlanta. Underrated. Like, and I get that defenses, when you're looking at Atlanta, defenses have to, obviously they have to look at the receivers, specifically Julio, and they have to play the pass because Matt Ryan is a legit quarterback. And then you have Devonta Freeman. Mm-hmm. You have to respect the run because he's a, you know, I think he, I don't think Devonta would be good on most other teams. I think he definitely benefits off the pass game, but he's still a very good running back. He oh, ca- yeah. he's has the talent and the poise to actually capitalize on what the defense gives him. So like Austin Hooper, I think defenses don't look at him as much. So maybe that's maybe that's what gives him the success that he's I, I don't know. Well, he's I, about to if that's the case then he's going to have a real good year this yeah. year cuz they have to deal with Sanu Jones and now Calvin Ridley. Like this I he, he to me he's just a super talented tight end. I agree. So I it'd be interesting to see him on a different team, but I really think I think he'd be able to flourish on any other team. The dude's really incredible. And then his defense is just always so good for Atlanta and I don't so, know, it's just so you had Atlanta. In this I have one, Atlanta, and I went Philly because I just fe- I'm going on the fact that I just feel that they're going to. Right. There's still. I mean, you gotta like, trust still, Doug Peterson still, too, right? There's still uh, an imme- that's still an immensely talented Philadelphia Eagles team, and they're home. You know the yeah. banner drop. That's a lot of. So, I, I can see that carrying them. This is. I went through waves on predicting this game. So yeah. like, first glance, I was like, okay, Carson Wentz is out. I'm picking Atlanta pretty easy. Mm-hmm. And then I heard the stat. I don't remember where. I think I heard on on the herd where Atlanta had only scored the 23 points in the two games So at that against this Philadelphia defense. So at that point, I was thinking, okay, you know, maybe Philadelphia just has something figured out. And right. so then I was almost leaning towards Philadelphia. But then but then I just thought about it more. I, st- I don't trust Nick Foles. Even, yes, he won a Super Bowl. I st- but... Without Alshon Jeffrey, I don't trust him necessarily. Um, and then the the biggest thing for me, I think Atlanta is going to look at those two games from last year. They've had an entire offseason. This isn't like a week four thing where they've only had a week to prepare for this game. Mm-hmm. They have been looking at this game ever since the schedule came out. And I, the, Atlanta is not only going to come out and make a statement just against Philadelphia, like we can beat this team. I know we know we haven't beaten them in the past these past couple times and they've actually shut us down. We're going to be but they're going to send a I think Atlanta wants to come out and send a message to the rest of the league say we just beat this defending Super Bowl champion. I think they almost have to because I feel like they're almost getting overlooked now they're because really because of the increasing strength of the NFC. Yeah. Like and the, specifically the Saints too because yeah. the Saints were like on a drop off and then all of a sudden they just shot right, right they back came up. right back. You're so right. now they they leapfrog Atlanta ever since Atlanta didn't win the Super Bowl. Right. So I mean, I get it's a I don't want to say oh it's a must win on week 1, but as no. far as sending a message, this would definitely be one way to do it. This will definitely I, be a tone setter for Atlanta though. Oh, for sure. I, this is going to be a very close game. I mean, I had Philly winning a winning this one, but it's right. I think it's going to be a close game. Like with, yeah. like the predicted score seven going around points. is like 24-21. I can see that. People are I, I would be perfectly okay with that. Yeah, because that, that that score, I think this type of game warrants that type I of could, score. I would almost go something along the lines of twenty-one to seventeen. That a little more low scoring because, like I said, these defenses they've seen each other a lot over the past couple of years, and these defenses are just, are just very talented. Right. I like 
the linebackers for uh, Atlanta in mm-hmm. Deion Jones and uh, Vic Beasley Jr. And then Desmond Trufant, obviously. But, like, yeah. So, I, I it's going to be – it's weird because it's going to be a shootout, but it's going to be which defense can stop – can slow down the shootout the most. Right. It, yeah. I yeah I I have to I have to go with Atlanta like it's hard for me to look at the, both of these teams and see Matt Ryan against Nick Foles and think that Nick Foles can pull it out right even which is weird because he literally did just, in the playoffs he, him right. he literally just did but I I don't know I Nick Foles I think he I I look at Nick Foles like I looked at Joe Flacco mm-hmm. he got real hot at the right time. And now I think it's just gonna he's he's gonna come back to reality, snap back to reality. Whoop! There's goes gravity. <laughs> Easy slim. I yeah. Easy slim. <laughs> Definitely Philadelphia or <laughs> Atlanta. Right. Uh, the next game that we went through on the show was Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Literally everyone on the show had a clean sleep sweep. It was Pittsburgh <laughs> for the most for the next couple games. Right. I think we had At Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Cincinnati, Indianapolis, Tennessee, Miami, San Francisco, Minnesota, and the only one who didn't pick Houston, which is usually it's kind of funny because it's always the opposite. Everyone <laughs> picks New England, and it's always right. the, the one that, that goes, to, that, yep. and it's usually me that goes against them. <laughs> so this one's kind of like per the you know per the course right. for me. But uh, Anne Marie was the only one that went New England during that New England Houston game. That's one's interesting. That that game is going to be really like I. Oh, I get to watch. I get to watch all these games because the Packers play late. That's right. I'm gonna be. Oh, I'm gonna be watching Red Zone on Sunday, and I can't wait. I miss NFL. Red I need Zone. to find some place to watch all these football games. Um, because yeah, knowing that the Bears play that night, true. I can literally watch it anything I want. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why I'm really excited for this. Yeah. So like, I I had Pittsburgh in that first game just because Cleveland's not ready yet. Pittsburgh, I think, is the favorite coming out of the AFC. They're, I don't know. It seems to be the consensus. The consensus is that Pittsburgh is up there, like they are the team to beat in the AFC. So, and I, Cleveland's just not there yet. Even though they want to, they want to send a message to the rest of the league. But I, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's not the team to do it to. Sorry, no. not going to be able to. Can we just talk about how bogus? It, how like it's not even. I'm not. I'm not even going to focus on on that perspective. Can we just talk about how it just literally seems like? It just seems like the Steelers turned on Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, like they turned like that. Specifically, the offensive line just turned on him. Well, they're they're angry at him. Oh, like, I'm, oh, I'm not. I'm not saying they're wrong. I think I I 100. I'm just like yeah. Like if I was on this offensive line, like even though he, like even though he had bought the offensive line and watching everything, right? Like that's still like so, you're protecting long term value. So apparently, he's yeah. saying that he's bigger than the team. Even though we all know it's a foregone conclusion, he's gone. Right. But still, go out there. They're yeah. your teammates for right now. Go out there and help your team. Exactly. As a Steelers fan, I can I like I am okay with you know the offensive line taking shots at him because like it's it's very frustrating at this point mm-hmm. seeing all these like seeing Earl Thomas and all these other players who were holding out and they're putting those things aside. To they're come putting back it and play. exactly. Good they're play. putting it aside to go play football. That's what you're here to do. That's what your job is. So like, just sign the tender, go play, and then go make your money next year. Like, give up at this point. You tried, you sent a message, and you, you know they know you're leaving. It's fine. I, yeah, the Le'Veon Bell. I like him as a player, but he's starting to he's starting to frustrate me off the field. 
Try being me, who has him on. Who drafted him first in fantasy? I picked up James Conner in a lot of my leagues. <laughs> yeah, I, luckily I have Melvin Gordon, but I had to yeah, make it. I had to make a decision on the flex. I had Kenyon Drake. No, wait, I had Allen Robinson in there before because Melvin Gordon was the flex mm. at one point. So I moved Melvin Gordon to the running back. I can't remember who the other running back I had was. And then I moved Kenyon Drake because it gives because you know how it, how it fan, how ESPN Fantasy now has the whole Watson metric with IBM now, yeah, which is super cool. Super like I cool. ended up like putting them together, and it was like Kenyon Drake's your best option here. I was like, Kenyon Drake, it is interesting. I actually am starting James Conner and uh, my flex in one of my leagues really? over Shady. Oh, okay, <laughs> because Shady's playing Baltimore. Like Baltimore oh, always used to, yeah. like, and especially Peterson's uh, or Peterman. If Nathan Peterman's playing quarterback, I don't trust that Buffalo team. Right. So I, I'm, I'm gonna put my faith in James Conner in that league. Um, so oh, that's the, the other running back I have, Delvin Cook. That's right, Delvin Cook. We'll see if he can stay healthy. Oh, I really hope he does. I hope he doesn't, because <laughs> I'm a Packer fan. Cincinnati and Indianapolis. I made the joke. <laughs> I made the joke on Hog Talk. If two teams play a football game, but no one is there to watch, does the game still happen? Because this game does not interest me in the least. It, usually this te- game would, but it's 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 doing nothing for me here. The Colts, I've said it before, the Colts are really nothing. The Colts are two players at this point. It's mm-hmm. Luck and T.Y. And Cincinnati is just stuck in purgatory in... Eight and eight, seven and nine purgatory. As long as they keep Marvin Lewis as their head coach, and as long as Andy Dalton's their quarterback, I they're just stuck in that purgatory. So like this, this matchup does not interest me at all. I I I wouldn't be surprised if while I'm watching Red Zone, <laughs> I'll see a flash or two of the touchdowns of scores by Cincinnati, and then that's it. Like I will not see many highlights of this game. I don't see Cincinnati or there's like regular season champs as a champs of the world and then towards the end of the season when they're trying to make a playoff push yep. they forget how to do it <laughs> Andy Dalton's only good in a co- college quarterback uh, situation he only wins like eight games and then, <laughs> then he's like oh I have to play more right I will but yeah I just as far as a talent perspective there's just Cincinnati just has more yeah. combined than Indianapolis. The, yeah, like the way I looked at this game was that Indianapolis is just not a good team. Yeah, just, I, they, yeah you look at them collectively, there's maybe one, two, three people, like two on the offensive side, one on the defense. Whereas, everyone's excited about Andrew Luck coming back, but he doesn't think, have anyone around him. I don't think that's enough, yeah. That line, like they, Quentin Nelson's going to be good, but he's mm-hmm. way too young. That line does not, that line's not going to be able to protect him. They won't, and then they're not going to be able to block for a running game. And he's, he, yeah, and I that off or that defense too. Like, I think they switched schemes because they realized something wasn't working. They yep. switched from a four three to a three four. I, I, I just don't know, man. That that Colts team, who knows? Like, they could surprise us, but I really don't see it. The talent I don't. is just not there. I will be glad if Andrew Luck just balls out this game and somehow wills them to a victory. But Because, I mean, I've wanted nothing more than to see Andrew Luck back on a football field, right. but I just really don't see it in this game. I just don't see it. I, yeah. I had. I think we all had Cincinnati. We did. We did. Tennessee and Miami. Tennessee and Miami. You went, on rec- you went on record and said that you think the Miami Dolphins are going to be the worst team in football this yes, year. Yes, I have said that. Um, because... My other two candidates for that spot was 
Tampa Bay, but I think they have enough talent to 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 squeak out a few games. Like the only reason I think Tampa Bay is not good is like the inverse of why New England will be good is because their division. <laughs> like Tampa Bay has a really tough division with three playoff contending teams. Mm-hmm. But New England has a really weak division with like the cakewalks basically. He has six seven bye weeks in New England. Um and my other team who was my other team? Seattle was a, I I had Seattle with not a lot of wins. Maybe it was them. I can't remember. I had another team. Uh, yeah. Oh, Indianapolis. Yeah, my three my three low teams are Indy, Miami and uh Tampa Bay. But I think Indy and Miami for sure, those two. Just like like I everything I said about Indianapolis and then Miami. I I don't trust Ryan Tannehill. I Kenyon Drake is still young. I don't know if I'm hopping on the hype train yet. I don't know. They seem to do really well with running backs. They do, but then I don't know. Do they win them many games? <laughs> I well, plus I just need Kenyon Drake to do the typical Miami True. Dolphin running back thing, and I and I as a fantasy owner will True. be very happy. They they lost Jarvis Landry, so yep. now their receiver and core is. Amendola, but I think he's hurt. He's hurt. He's hurt to start off. I thought so, he's, I, he's either hurt. No, I think he. No, that's the other. Edelman's one. Edelman's is Edelman's the other one. <laughs> the little white guy from New England. Yep. Um, <laughs> they have so they have Devontae Parker and Kenny Stills at at one. And Devontae receiver. Parker is good. Devontae Parker can ball out. I was gonna say I don't I don't care what and Kenny Stills say. is no scrub either. I was but say. like I said in our in our previews, neither one of those guys are number one guys in my eyes. Like Amendola. Park, Parker is closer to a one. I think Amendola needs to step into that one role, but I, but still, they need someone to throw them the ball. Uh, defensively, oh, and their tight end, I can't think, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but their tight end, who I think he's a rookie this year or was last year. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of potential, but not, like I said, nothing to throw to. Um, defensively, they lost... In Donakin Sue. So yep. that's going to hurt them on their run game for sure. They still have Wake on the side, and Hayes, I think, is their other guy on the, on the end. Those are and it, beasts. Great ends, but if you don't have anyone in the middle, it's pretty easy to double team. So, I don't know. The line doesn't impress me. Their defensive backs really are not good. I've looked at – I've. this was my latest rebuild on Madden was Miami. How did that go for you? Uh, Pretty easy after one season. Really? Because they have, they have all this young talent. Yeah. And I went out and got Teddy Bridgewater as a quarterback. Okay. So, did like, it, once did, you – Did they have cap room in Madden? Or did you have to, like, cut a bunch of people to get that cap room? I cut Frank Gore and – oh, yeah, they have Frank Gore. <laughs> I cut Frank Gore and I tr- – or I traded Frank Gore and Danny Amendola to create cap space. What did you do with Tannehill? I cut him. Oh, you cut him? I, I just straight cut him. I'm surprised you didn't trade him. I no one wanted him. I really? tried. I tried. No one wanted. Trust him? me, I tried. <laughs> Trust me, no one wanted him. I yeah. This this team is young, and they have like a couple players I can see having potential. They have Minka Fitzpatrick as a safety. He's yep. a really young guy. He has a lot of potential. But I this uh, this nothing on this Miami team tells me that they're going to be even remotely competent on the football field. Yikes. I like, yeah. Especially week one against Tennessee, they're not going to do good. I really don't think so because Tennessee proved last year that they're a very viable team. They made the playoffs last year. I have been they made waiting. the second round of the playoffs. I have been waiting for Tennessee yeah. to show that for years. Honestly, I'm so on it, they yeah. Did. I I think Tennessee is going to ball out in this game, put up thirty five, maybe forty points. I kind of do want to talk about that Houston New England game because yes. of, because of what almost happened last year. Yes. 
We have one. Yeah, hold on. Uh, because Minnesota, San Francisco. It's it. You did mention Jimmy G is still undefeated. He is, and that that's the part that gets me because, like, last year, because everyone knows I'm a Jacksonville fan. Last year, Jimmy G went up against Jacksonville, and going into that game, and I was like, I was like, man, I really like Jimmy G, but here here's your first loss, man. You're not going to be able to do anything right. against this defense, and he tore that defense apart. So Talk it'll about be answering in, the call. It'll be interesting because honestly, like he proved he proved last year he took a one in what were they? No, they finished five and ten. Did they finish five? I, I thought, thought they, they won without him. I no, thought they, they won. They're six and ten. Them. They're six and ten. They're six and ten. That's yeah. the one. I was at five yeah. and ten. That's, so that they took a one and he yeah. took a one and ten team and won five games. Yep. In a row. He's undefeated as a starter. So it scares me, but I think this Minnesota defense is going to be well. He, they're very well coached. They didn't mm-hmm. lose their – and the, the defense is talented on every level. I I don't think he can do the same thing to the – like, he could. Like, I think he's going to put up points. He it, It's not like they're going to completely shut him out. I think Jimmy G is still going to get his. But with – McKinnon would have helped, uh, and a receiver would help. I mean, I think he has Garcon and Goodwin, I think, are his – and, but mm-hmm. I, I just don't think San Francisco. I, they're they're almost there with a rebuild. Yeah. Like they're a couple pieces away. Okay. But this will be a it'll be a good game. It'll be a good game. It'll be decently close. Like it'll be a two score game, I think. But Minnesota takes this way too easy. Unless unless I'm right about Kirk Cousins and he's just not good. Can you imagine if San Francisco actually wins this I would one? Be so happy. I'm willing to sacrifice that point. I, I think <laughs> I would be too. I would be extremely happy can you for both that? teams because, like, I want San Francisco. I want Jimmy G to be successful. Yeah. And I don't want Minnesota to win, obviously. You wouldn't be a Packer fan if you did. But their team is just way too talented, especially with Dalvin Cook coming back. I Yeah, it, that team's too talented. I, I definitely had Minnesota going. So, yeah, let's talk about this Houston-New England game because I only see this going one way. Really? Really. Like, they're, they're, I, like there's no – and in none of those scenarios, I'm assuming uh, the Patriots win. No, I. Everyone who's listened knows my take on New England this year. Every year, New England seems like they're falling down, and then they figure a way to come back up. But this year, looking at that roster and just the feel around that organization, there's there's uh, turmoil with the quarterback and the coach, mm-hmm. which never happens. They're always on the same page. The the turmoil there, the whole Jimmy G trade thing last year. Yep. I. I, I don't know. I really I'm still convinced that Belichick's on his way out. Like I've been I say, like I said last I, year. Yeah, I I would. So yeah. I don't know if he's necessarily going to be giving it his all. I don't know. I really don't know. But I see. I think because over the last couple of seasons we've seen Brady really take a decline over his quarterback play. Like you can say all you want, but I have seen some terrible throws from from Tom Brady. He lost to the Dol- he lost to Jay Cutler and the Dolphins on Monday Night Football last year. Like this is not the same Tom Brady. And he's going that decline is going to hit him this season. And I really believe that. And he doesn't have the talent around him to help. Like it, he doesn't have Edelman to start the season. I don't know who their number one receiver is. Honestly, I could not tell you. They cut like five of them in preseason. And then Eric like... Decker retired. Right. <laughs> like I don't I honestly can't tell you. They have Gronkowski. He's basically their number one receiver. You have a slew of running backs, but I I don't think that's going to help. Like the majority of their 
uh, score. Oh, Chris Hogan's their number one guy. The, the majority of their scoring is going to be running with Burkhead and White. I, I really think so. But this Houston defense is going to shut them down. With J.J. Watt, obviously, Jadavion Clowney, Marcellus. Uh, Marcellus. Merciless. Whitney Merciless. Yes, Whitney Merciless. Whitney Merciless. He with him at linebacker, he's gonna be he's gonna be able to neutralize Gronk. I don't think he'll be able to stop Gronk, but he'll be able to hang with him. And then Tyron Matthew, obviously, that addition to that is fantastic. Uh, Joseph. Joseph. Fantastic. He'll be able to. He'll be able to shut down. I think he'd be able to shut down Chris Hogan. I <laughs> well, I think. I think. Uh, Matthew's going to draw Hogan, most likely. Yeah, that's true. I I think Brady's going to get beaten up in this game. Probably. Unless they run the ball more. Like, they, they're going to need to run the ball a lot. But at the same time, I don't know who their nose tackle is, but this uh, – like, J.J. and uh, and Clowney, they're going to be able to stop the run. And I, I think Brady's going to get beaten up in this game. I think it's going to be bad. And I really think – I think Deshaun – and that offense is going to be able to put up a lot of points. And Cal mentioned something very, very interesting here as well. This team yeah. is healthy. This team is healthy, and this a healthy Houston healthy. Texans team at full strength is a lethal Houston Texans team. So I would much, I will definitely take a lethal team, like a team that went healthy can has shown the capabilities of being incredibly lethal, over a team that. There's question a team that's even though they just came off being in the Super Bowl. There's there's question marks. There's more question marks with them than the team well, that also, won the Super Bowl. The other thing that Cal pointed out: New England always starts off slow. Yep, they lost to Kansas City. Like they always, it feels like they always lose week one and two, or one or the other. Like they uh, they always start off slow and. That's against teams that they should be beating, and now there's this Houston team that it's 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 already the Houston game is a toss up regardless yeah. whether they were bad or exactly. Not. But now I this the the New England roster doesn't like it doesn't look good, <laughs> so I, I it's hard for me to pick New England. It really is, even with Belichick and even with Brady. I just don't think I think that relationship isn't. I don't think it's strong enough this year. And plus Deshaun Watson, I think he's gonna he'll come out. I think he'll come out the gate with a chip on his shoulder after that injury. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh boy, what? I just got an update. <laughs> Richard Sherman says there will be an NFL lockout before current CBA will be would be extended. I don't want another lockout. Do I? I don't want that. <laughs> that doesn't sound fun. Went out several weeks. Eagles won't rush Carson Wentz back in return from knee injury until Good. he is 100% healthy. Good. Okay, you Good. can start off on three. That's, that's fine. <laughs> oh I don't even know who they play the next two games. But, yeah, I, I only see Houston coming out of this game. See, I think Houston – see, I think New England – I always have to give New England some form of a chance because it's just – it's just – it's a Bill Belichick-led team. Regardless of if Tom is playing or not, and yeah. I can never fully rule them out, but my God, this Houston team—like, I just think the defense is going to be too much. Yeah, like I mean, like I said in the prediction show, if this team could stay healthy, we're looking at a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, and they have a franchise quarterback, even though despite the knee injury, 
the sample size that we got was a, the fact that they were already the fact that people were trying to give him rookie of the year after six yeah. games should say enough yeah. about what he was doing. He was on a almost a record setting pace, and you know the rust seems to be n- not a whole lot of it based off preseason. If that's any indication, this and if he plays anything like that. I don't think this New England defense – they really only on defense have Dante Hightower. Like, that's really about it. And they lost Malcolm Butler, and yep. now they have a new defensive coordinator. I, there's going to be that decline, especially at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't think they can stop this offense. I don't think they can either. This is going to be interesting. It's going to be – yeah, I'm going to definitely have to get my eye out on that game. The next game is Tampa and New Orleans. I, New Orleans. <laughs> it's – Next, please. Yeah, Tampa Bay is <laughs> just not at the level. Now, this is another interesting game. And a lot of people, when I talk about one of these teams, a lot of people are not on board with it. And I don't think uh, – no one's as high. No one is high on this team like I am. And the, the so the game I'm talking about, Jacksonville against the New York Giants. I The Giants are going to be good. I, oh, yeah, I think I don't think I don't think you're not going to get a debate out of me from that. There's, there's people I've said this to people and they've uh, they've tried to argue with me that this team like someone I don't remember who, but someone was like, oh, both New York teams are going to be crap this year." And I was like, "Okay, I can see the Jets not being good. Rookie quarterback, young team, I can see that." But this New York team has a two-time Super Bowl champion quarterback, a rookie running back who looks fantastic, two amazing wide receivers. One is arguably one of the better wide receivers in the league and then this young defense who just looks stacked from top to bottom Mm -hmm. and a new offensive coordinator new head coach offensive coordinator in pat Shermer. this new york team is going to be dangerous but yeah yeah, i don't know why everyone's so low on yeah i i really don't either like it's it's it pains me because I don't like the Giants. Like, I've never really, like, the only time I've only cheered for the Giants is the two Super Bowls against New England. I've always kind of had a soft spot for them. And that was before I figured out I was related to an ex-player. Of right. Theirs. Oh, yeah. Now we do have a soft spot for him. Um, but I, so I, I do, I say all that, but they're playing Jacksonville week one. Jacksonville's defense is going to come out because everyone thinks that they're a one-and-done team. Mm-hmm. They're going to come out with a chip on their shoulder. Blake Bortles is going to come out with a chip on his shoulder. Leonard Fournette is healthy. He's going to come out and put ball out. These receivers, everyone talks about the receiving core for Jacksonville because we lost Allen Robinson and Allen Hearns. Big losses, yes. But Keelan Cole showed last year that he can play. Marquise Lee shows he can play. Yeah. And we got Dante Moncrief, who I think is underrated at the wide receiver play. You know, he's a solid two and three guy. And then we have Austin Severus Jenkins at tight end. I think this offense is going to be good enough. It's going to be better than last year. Mm-hmm. Because we we didn't have we didn't have Robinson like all year, and I think we lost Hearns for most of the year too. So like we we've already played without them. Right, that's fine. Like I I really do think this team is going to be good. I yeah. So I feel I feel bad for New York. They will be good through this. Like I I think by the end of the season, New York's going to look dangerous. And going into next season, they're gonna they're going to be one of the better teams. But. Starting off against Jacksonville is going to be rough. I don't think it works out right away for New York. So I, that's why I picked Jacksonville. Did you have – you had Jacksonville. Who did I have? I did have Jacksonville. I think everyone – I did. Everyone I, had Jacksonville I, I, I in that one. Jacksonville. All right. Buffalo and Baltimore. That's another one that I'm not 
too keen on because I forgot Nathan Beerman was starting. The moment they said they they announced him will start. The moment they traded AJ McCarron, I don't know why. Why foolish me thought that they were actually going to start. I feel bad for AJ McCarron. Right. I don't know why I sat here and thought they were going to start Allen. I know. Me too. Because uh, I well, had... because that's the same thing the Jets did. Right. The Jets traded Bridgewater. I think that's exactly why I yeah. thought it. And then I was just like, wait a second. I forget. Like it's I, the Jets. Like, I, the like, I love, like, I love the coaching staff for the Bills, but I really question their decision-making. Yeah. A lot. Absolutely. But I'm hoping this is one of the things where they started Peterman last year and then they realized, oh, wait, this was stupid. And then they went right back to they went right back to Tarad, and then they saw what happened. Exactly. Again. So I wonder if it's going to be the same thing where they're going to send out Peterman. Josh he's going to get destroyed, and then they're like, "Oh, this was a bad mistake. We lied." Josh, Josh Allen, Allen will be starting within the next three weeks. Honestly, I think they're going to pull a Houston Texans last year. Yeah. Tom two. Savage. Yeah, week two, Josh Allen, and then Josh, and then Josh Allen rides it out the entire way. But I feel bad for AJ McCarron because he has he has. Rode behind Andy Dalton his entire career. He's been his backup. Had a chance to start. And then he gets he finally goes and signs a decent money contract for Buffalo to be their starter. And then Buffalo's just like, nah, go be Derek Carr's backup in Oakland. Like, now he's right back o- behind another guy being a backup. I feel really bad for Reggie McCarron. Honestly. Well, I think because, if anyone deserves to have gotten a, to have gotten a chance yeah. to start anywhere, it's probably AJ McCarron. Because he, he was given no chance. Like, no, no. one no one out of the draft, because he, he was a Bama quarterback. Yeah. So, uh, if you're a Bama quarterback, you're carried by the running game and you're carried by the defense. And, so the, he, and receivers. Right. Because he, he was there when Amari he – he had the Amari Cooper He did Cooper have Amari Cooper. Now he's back with Amari Cooper. As a backup. <laughs> That's a backup. Let's be real. Derek Carr will probably get hurt, or Gruden will bench Derek Carr. Cause yeah, because Gruden still thinks it's 1999. It's bad. I liked him better as an analyst as a coach. He's better as an analyst and coach. Like he robbed the Oakland Raiders. Like him, like when he was breaking down everything, I was like, oh yeah, he still has a fire to be a coach. He probably shouldn't be, but now he's basically he's basically the czar the of the Raiders minus whatever. Uh, what's his name? What's his name? Uh. Al Davis's kid. Oh, yeah. Mark Davis. Mark Davis. Like, the only one who probably has more power than him is Mark Davis. Yes. Other than that, John Gruden literally And runs Mark Davis that. has too much power. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mark thou- Davis doesn't know how to run a team. No. Because I- he's the one that hired Gruden, and he's the one that traded Mac. Well, probably had a say in the tr- in the Mac trade. Well, I guarantee you that was a Gruden. Well, probably, because I just didn't want to pay him, but I guarantee you Gruden had... I mean, Gruden had a lot to say in it, right. too, but, the, like, The amount of money they paid him, he's basically the, the damn GM. It's just bad. But, yeah, so, I don't know. But, yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I feel for A.J. McCarron really bad. I thought he was – I wanted him to – I literally went on record saying he was going to win the starting job in Buffalo. Yes. I, he, I thought he was. He should have, yeah. I thought it was going to go McCarron, Peterman, just because, and Allen. And Allen, and then let Allen develop, yeah. But Allen – I think – Allen's, Allen's going to be a star. Allen's in week two. I think he too. I think so too. He's in week two. Kansas City and Los Angeles Chargers. You know how I feel about Patrick Mahomes. You don't. You don't have. You don't trust him yet. Yet. Right. I. I, I love the raw talent, mm-hmm. but from what I've seen and what I heard with the whole inconsistencies and everything, I don't. I think the only he gets bailed out for having so many offensive <laughs> weapons around him. Yeah. He's going to get bailed out like crazy yeah. this year. 
Absolutely. Next year could be a different story, mm-hmm. but at least for right now, and I hope he proves me wrong because if he does with his with his athleticism, with his ability, in addition to that high powered offense, good lord, that Chiefs team can make can make some noise. Yeah. I don't trust him. I really no, don't. Yeah. And then you and the Chargers again. I mean, we've gone on late <sighs> at length on Chargers talking about good. the Chargers if they could just put it together and not be snake bit, and they could compete with anyone. Unless Philip Rivers decides to stop being good all of a sudden again, right. because like he. Philip Rivers has been weird. Like, he was really good at the beginning of his career, and then he kind of got mediocre for a while. And now all of a sudden, he's back to just being right. amazing. Right, he wants Phillip to play Rivers. football, yeah. yeah. So, and, and that defense is good. Even if Joey Bosa doesn't play, that defense is still amazing. With Joey Bosa, they're fantastic. And and then, obviously, their weapons on offense. With, uh, uh, Melvin Gordon at running back, and, the, and Brandon Oliver is a really good backup running back. And then Keenan Allen and uh, Travis Benjamin. At wide receiver, like that, that Los Angeles team is really good. Going back to Patrick Mahomes, the only reason I trust Patrick Mahomes so much yeah. is because, well, the raw talent. But the reason that I trust that that raw talent will actually translate is because the Chiefs seem to really trust him. They traded away Alex Smith so that they can fast track Patrick Mahomes to that starting job. Mm-hmm. They really seem to think, and maybe maybe it's the situation with the offensive talent around him. Maybe they think that they can. You develop him and hide his weaknesses right away but i to me that alex smith trade really spoke to me and said that hey the chiefs trust this patrick mahomes guy and they know that he's their future so that that's the only reason i, I mean, trust they drafted him. him with the thought that he was going to be the future regardless exactly. i'm just surprised that they went as far as to fast track him. i think like in my mind if he's not ready then you keep alex smith yes. as a quarterback for the next year or two yeah but the re- the fact that they traded him like that just I tells think, me that they see something that we don't. That Patrick Mahomes is ready to run this team. That's what I was. I mean, that's what I've always thought right. with with all this. Because I mean, Andy Reid's Andy Reid, and you know he's not going to sign off on something like this. Oh yeah. If it, you know, if he thinks it's going to be bad, exactly. But the thing is, I just I still think this is an oversight by these guys. I really could be like they might really trust him. They are were willing to offload Alex Smith. And to make to make Mahomes immediately the future, yeah. I don't think he's ready yet. Is he is he starting quarterback level? I guess. Does he have much of a choice now? Is really the question. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I personally just do not buy into the full package of Patrick Mahomes, which is I, fair. I mean, I like I said, I love. He has not. There's nothing to say that he, you know, that you should trust. Right. Him. Like right, I yeah. love his the raw talent. I love the ability. I love the potential. I just do not think that he should have been put in a position to be a starting quarterback this year. I agree, but but at the same time, they, they seem they to, must know something that we don't, like you said, because I yeah. don't see how this was a smart move when they exactly. traded Alex Smith. I was just like, well, the Chiefs are going down. That's that's right. how much I was not exactly. Again, yeah. again, next year, next year, I feel like I'll have a different change in tone of Patrick Mahomes, but I feel like he would have done much better with another year behind Alex Smith. Yeah, the next game is a rematch of Super Bowl Forty Nine, the Bruno Mars concert, the Bruno Mars concert, <laughs> uh, with a football game interspersed there. It's Seattle and Denver, how Seattle mi- at Denver. How the mighty have fallen. Mighty have fallen. Because okay, so this is a hard pick. I, I went with Denver on this one, right? This is the this is literally like the game that I'm the most like shaky on. Like I I really don't know who's gonna win this. 
I went with Denver because of Von Miller and because of Case Keenum. And yes, I've I've harped on Case Keenum all all summer, but I really think that I I I think that he'll be able to game manage enough to beat a Seattle because I, I don't I don't know where Seattle is right now. They seem to re- be rebuilding, but they also still have a lot of that talent that they've had. They have Brandon Marshall, they have Paul Richardson, and they have Golden No. Go to have No, they don't have Golden, Golden Tate. Tate. No, that, Doug Baldwin. Doug Baldwin, that's what I'm thinking of. They st- so they still have a lot of talent at, on offense. Obviously, Russell Wilson, who is an amazing quarterback. But, I don't know, that offensive line isn't great, especially since they've traded Max Unger so for the, for Jimmy Graham. Running back, I don't even know who they're running back. Rashard Perry. Perry, yeah. Rashard Perry. Which I think I drafted in a few of my leagues just I, in case, just because he's a starter. I got him, yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, he could be good. We'll see. They haven't had much luck with running backs since Marshawn left. Since no. Marshawn. So that that's the thing. Like, I, Seattle has all the – and on defense, they still have K.J. Wright and uh, who's the other guy? Bruce Irvin. Yep, Bruce Irving. And there's another – they have another linebacker, too, that I always forget. Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner, that's who it is. And they still have Earl Thomas, who decided to play, and I don't know about Cam Chancellor. I think he he's might be playing. So. Is I he done so? I guarantee you he's, he's done still in so. Madden. And he's still starting as safety for the Seahawks. Video game, yeah. Which made me, and I think, he, I don't know. I think he's, un- I think he's un- physically unable to perform, but I, I'm pretty uh, sure he said that he's done. I think, I, I thought so too. I think he's done. But they still, I don't know, they still have talent, like on that yeah, roster. But like, it doesn't seem like a lot of talent. It's it's really hard for me to see. Um, yeah, Cam Chancellor's pup. I don't know. I, yeah, I'm going with Denver. I Devon Miller and that defense and Bradley Chubb. I think he's going to show out in this game against that offensive line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Washington, Arizona. You had Arizona and I, I had Washington. I don't see now. Like I said, if Alex Smith and Adrian Peterson played together five years, ten years ago. It'd be a really good combination, but they're both towards the end of their career. I what other talent they have? Jordan Reed at tight end. Who are their receivers? <laughs> they lost Terrell Pryor. They they don't have Pierre Garcon. I honestly couldn't tell you who their receivers are. I don't think they have enough talent, and that defense has never showed us that they can play even with Josh Norman. I yeah, I don't. I, I can't I can't sit here and say that Washington's going to be decent. Honestly, this one was a coin flip because it was a matter of who do I trust more, Alex Smith, who right. who, who has no one, or Sam Bradford, who has weapons but can't stay on the field to save his life. But if he doesn't stay on the field, then then Josh Rosen gets throws in there. Yes. And I think David Johnson and the rest of the receiving core around him would be able to – at least help him over to Washington, and then. I mean, I do reserve the right to change my pick on this. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I pro- in which I probably will, but <laughs> yeah. If, if I had, to, you, you know how I usually. I just look at the, the talent flip game, and this was it. Yeah, I just look at the talent, but specifically, what came to my mind was the was the talent on Arizona's defense. Chandler Jones on the end, and uh, oh, Dwayne Buchanan, fantastic linebacker. He switched over from safety. If anyone has noticed, he's number twenty as a linebacker. It's because he switched over from safety to linebacker, which is an amazing transformation. 
Like, and he's and he rocks the position. And then Patrick Peterson, obviously. Rocks people's heads. Off. Yeah, <laughs> Patrick Peterson is one of the best corners in the league. The so best. like, yeah, I'd say the, uh, yeah, the best. Ramsey, Jalen Ramsey. I think is Ramsey's a, is a coming for him. Dangerous close second. And Cameron yeah. Hayward. Yeah, I think yeah, Cameron Hayward. And then and then Tyron Matthew. Tyron Matthew's up there. He flirts with safety though like he they transition him a lot but i think he's right. primarily i think we'll see what they do in houston I he's listed he's gonna, as safety right now is he yeah he's still he's still on the depth chart as free safety so we'll see either way you can't go wrong no with him regardless yeah and then uh xavier Rhodes too xavier Rhodes. Xavier Rhodes. so th- those are my top corners Janoris jenkins in new york i have to put in there too <laughs> yeah but yeah, that's why I went with Arizona. Eli Apple when he decide when he wants to be. Yeah, we'll see when he decides to play. Dallas and Carolina, in Carolina. I went with Carolina. I did too. I Dallas just does it. Dallas lost a lot on the defensive side and that offensive line, which has always been the core of that team, is starting to decline now, and it's not healthy either. I think two guys were injured. One of them is playing, but the other one isn't. I think Frederick's not playing. Their center, I think he's their center. But yeah, I I just don't trust that team, especially Dak. He kind of had a slump. Lo- oh, excuse me. He kind of had a slump last year, and I not necess- I don't think I trust him on the road against that Carolina defense. I think Dallas. I think they're just a Dallas Cowboy team in general was too focused on off the field crap than they yes. were on the field. Always, they're too busy focused they about cut Dan Bailey. They did. It's a dumb move. They were too busy focused on the Des. I mean, they weren't really focused on the Des Bryant thing, but you know, there was that, and the whole Des Bryant was going after them, and then they had to retort, and then Jerry Jones worrying about literally everything else under the sun in the in the league, apart from his team. It. I think Carolina, honest, Carolina has more to has more to lose here because that division is a lot. Their division is. Mm-hmm. They need to win out of division games to have they do. any hope. They do. Yeah. Whereas the Dallas Cowboys, I think they they can afford to start off a yes. little bit slow yeah. and still win that division. Because mm-hmm. Washington, you don't know what you're going to get. The Giants, the talent is there. We just have to see if it comes together. And now the Eagles are shaky and, without Wentz. Right. I mean, I still think the Eagles are going to win the division. But, I mean, the, the, the Cowboys... But at, the Cowboys have a shot, right? Out of the other three teams in that division, I would say the have Cowboys. the ability to, yeah. or have the most leeway to, if they want to struggle the first, if they, if not even, not even if they want, that's bad terminology. If they struggle in the first few weeks of the season, they they still have enough talent to be like, yep, you right, know what? Exactly. Let's let's right the ship. Yeah, I yeah, I just think they get off to an off a rough start. Yeah. I think Jason Garrett's on the hot seat this year. He should have been on the hot seat years ago. I he agree. somehow found a lifeline in Dak Prescott. He's in the he's in the pocket of Jerry, I think. He's a yeah, he's a Jerry yes man. That well, that's the only explanation. That, that literally is like, like he's one of Jerry's boys, and Jerry doesn't be. cut one of his boys unless he absolutely has to. We'll save that for the main event. New York versus Detroit. The Detroit. Jets versus Detroit. Yeah, Detroit. Detroit. New York's not ready yet. I've said that before. And Matthew Stafford always comes to play in big games. I really like that Jets team yeah. in the future. Yeah. Not now. I'm also interested. I'm really interested to see how Matt Patricia does as a uh, head coach. Same, yeah. same. I think he gets. I think he gets off on a good start, though. I think so too. Uh, Los Angeles Rams against Oakland Raiders. <laughs> Oakland is on a decline because of Gruden. Honestly, I think Gruden has. I think what Gruden thinks is yeah. helping the team is just tanking it, which is which is horrible. Because I really you, like this Raiders team. How do you think Khalil Mack? He 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 honestly thinks like he has said. 
that he thinks this defense, because this defense was bad with Mac, that they'll be good without Mac. How does that even make any remote sense? It doesn't. It no. Like you're because just, the defense just so happened to hold their own without one of the best defensive players in the league. You think that they're good long term? No, that is the d- yeah. It's bad. He literally said that. I know he did. <laughs> I know he did. Gruden is whatever. His loss, my team's he lost game. his mind. His loss, he my back in the booth. Those but are- the Rams are just too good. The Rams are honestly, I think, the best team talent wise, top to bottom. Oh, that's a. That- that ain't taking that ain't much. Without any doubt. I, I have them in the NFC title game. Yeah, me t- yeah, we both do. <laughs> I mean I think most people do. Right. I yeah, I think definitely the Rams. So the last game, the Sunday night game, those two games, those last two games were Monday night games. The Sunday night game, which we saved for last, Chicago at Green Bay. Can I say one thing about this real yeah, quick? Go for it. Beforehand, before the trade, I thought this game was going to be a lot closer than a lot of people think because I thought the Bears' defense was definitely solid, good enough, really good enough mm-hmm. to, in in comparison to other years when the Bears played the Packers, contain right. uh, Aaron Rodgers. Right. So I thought it would be. I mean, I still thought in my mind. I mean, my homer pick was always going to be Chicago, but realistically, right. I'm like, oh, the, the the Packers are going to win because I always seem to find the way. Right. And because I mean, I'm not my jury. The jury for me is still out on Trubisky as a quarterback because we're right. going to see how he's going to lead them as the full fledged starter going into week Absolutely, one. Absolutely. Yeah. With the Mac trade, I do really. I mean, I already I already really like that defense. I like it even more. I do think that it's going to have to have some form and effect. Yes. I do think this is going to be a low-scoring game. Mm. I don't think that this is going to be... If it's a low-scoring game, you think Chicago can outscore Green Bay? I do not. Okay. <laughs> I do not. Okay. Like Even e- if it's a high... Right, like, yeah, e- it's even hard. though I picked Chicago on here for the sake of, for the sake right. of the picks and because, obviously, Bears fan, hometown. Yeah. Like if it came down to it, as much as I love that Chicago Bears defense and I think they have the capability of being elite, that's still Aaron Rodgers on the oppo side. So, honestly, looking forward, and I don't know what week it is, but whatever week we come to Sh- Soldier Field, mm-hmm. whatever week Green Bay has to go to Chicago, that game I'm scared of. There's only two games I'm scared of this season, and it was really only one. It was the game in Minnesota. Because home field is big in the NFL. In the NFC North, seemingly. It's, exactly. And that defense scares me, especially at home. Now that Chicago Bears defense actually scares me at home. Like that Soldier Field game is going to be big. May I ask how come it scares you in Soldier Field in comparison the, to with it in Lambeau? Because the Packers are so good in Lambeau. That is very true. The Packers. That is er, very true. I shouldn't say. Aaron Rodgers is so good at Lambeau. That is incredibly true. Yeah. And and so the other part. So that's the big part is that Rodgers at Lambeau. It's going to be difficult. The Bears have had Mac for well, come Sunday it'll be what ten days. I think something like that, but he's but apparently he's been a full go in practice. Right, and him, it, him and Raquan Smith are also back as well. Raquan's uh, right. the rookies now. So like, but so <laughs> I think it's too early for this defense. Early in their in just their early for the season or early yes. just in a, as a collective group. Yes, as a collective group. Okay. I think it, because of the new head coach who's yeah. defensive orientated, isn't he? No, he's more offensive minded. But Vic Bain. 
Oh, yeah, it's a big fan. That's yeah, what I'm Fangio. Fangio's still the D coordinator. So nothing's going to ch- – like, true. Nagy is just like, you do you on the defense because right. it obviously worked. That's fair. Nagy was brought in to, like, kind of corral everyone <laughs> together right. but mostly try to unlock the, the offensive potential. Right. I Okay, yeah. But so, no, Fangio's still in place, but, yeah. But still, so, like, the addition of Mac and Roquan, I – and they added someone else. Defense? No, maybe not. No, no the other they retained. They retained a lot of them, but they – Pretty much every major piece they got was on the offensive side. That's right, yeah. I just think that I, I, it's too early in the season. I think they're going to have to find their feet later in the season. Okay. If if this Lambo, even if this Lambo matchup was later in the season, it would worry me a little more. But I, for for whatever reason, week one Bears don't scare me. I just thought of this actually, like literally yeah. just now thought of this, and I do want to kind of bring it up. Sure. Because I'm also trying to answer the question myself in my head is. The whole Jay Cutler went into Lambeau Field okay. on a Thanksgiving game with all that hype around it and everything. It was Brett Favre Day and came out and they beat the Packers with a defense that wasn't as strong, with an offense that okay. doesn't that didn't nearly have this much talent. Cutler's a better quarterback than Mar- than is do you think do you Trubisky. think that was the ultimate do you think that was the ultimate thing that said yeah. that said it Cutler yeah. was just able to Yeah. And this is the same Jay Cutler that essentially literally threw games mm. to the Packers. Who was your head coach at that point? Fox. Was that Fox? John yeah. Fox. Fo- yeah. And I think Fox was a good head coach. I don't know what went wrong for him in Chicago, honestly. I think the quarterback position was a big part of it. I think he was too stubborn. That too. Fox was just way too stuff fucking stubborn. But yeah, I yeah. I think I don't think I don't I don't see that happening, especially okay. with the Packers' new like. Y- y- do you think have- there's do you think there's enough change? Do you, I'm I'm going to going to assume that it's because that there's a bunch a bunch of changes on both sides yes. since new coordinator. Well, but there's more. But yeah. the changes that the Packers made is just enough to out. Yes. To outplay. Okay. Yes, I think this this Green Bay team, it's a new coordinator, so there might be a little bit of a swerve. Yeah. Or a you know like a. A, a grace period for that defense, but I think the defense is going to be good enough to stop Trubisky. Do you think that? Do you think that's still going to be the case when they go to go to Soldier Field? I mean, yes. obviously, we'll talk about this when we, right. when we get there. Yes, but. I still yes because I think, especially by that time, I think our two cor- I think Alexander and Jackson are going to develop enough, mm-hmm. and I think I think our passing defense is going to be a lot better than it always has been. I think it's going to be decent. It's the run game that I'm scared about with you guys, obviously with Jordan Howard. And even Tariq Cohen, but the addition of Muhammad Wilkerson is huge, huge. because he's a run he's a run yep. stopper. And Mike Pettin had Muhammad Wilkerson when he was with the Jets, so like and I, he saw what he did with the Jets. Mike Pettin, every every team that he's been a defensive coordinator for for that defense has been top ten in the league. Yeah, in stat in like every stat, <laughs> like I yeah. And so, like, having Muhammad Wilkes, he knows how to use him. Mike Daniels and Kenny Clark are fantastic. That's what makes this game for Trubisky so it's, crucial for mm-hmm. me because it's kind of just like if he's able to do really well against right. this defense, yeah. then I'll be like, okay, if you can do that against Green Bay. I, you you can you can hold your own See, but through, is that, for the rest of the week. Is that, is that going to be the story, or would the story be Green Bay's defense isn't ready yet? I think it'll be more so. I, you think? I think it'll be more so because everyone's because be everyone's bad. looking at Trubisky trying to figure, right. trying to be like, is he the guy? They they traded up, they pass on the Sean oh, yeah. Watson to get him. If so Trubisky, if he goes into Lambeau and yeah. beats them, the story's going to be Trubisky beat the Packers, not the Packers defense not being ready. If if he throws 
multiple. If he throws two or more touchdowns, that would be the story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If he only threw one and then – And then like, it's just Jordan Howard yeah. or the defense does yeah. it, then, yeah. But – If yeah. he plays well. Absolutely. Whether it's a touchdown or anything, if he goes into Lambeau and plays well – I do think the majority with a win. Still, with the win, I do think the yeah, I still think a little bit with a loss too. But more so with the win, the story the story's gonna be more so Trubisky went into Lambeau and did this, right. whereas the, in comparison to the whole, oh, the Packers defense let Trubisky do this. That's, yeah. That's where I stand though. I think not that not that, but I I just don't think Trubisky's gonna go in there and be that good. I, even if even if this season is finally his breakout season. I don't think it starts week one. I really don't. I, I don't have faith in Trubisky, and that's not me being a bear hater. I, mm-hmm. I've looked at him. I've looked at like stats and tapes from college and from last year. He just doesn't look good. <laughs> I, I don't see a lot of promise in him, and I'm still extremely confused why not only you traded up for Trubisky, but you traded up and didn't get Watson. <laughs> Try being me. I know. I can't. Like, you you literally saw me, like, I predicted literally 95% of what would happen, and then the last thing to bring it on home, they didn't. It's ridiculous. So, I'm trust me, I'm still seething about that, but I'm starting to get over it. I forgot about that play. (laughs) Sorry, we're watching the pregame of of football, and they just showed the play from the Eagles Falcons in the playoffs last year where Nick Foles overthrew a receiver. The Falcons had it in their hand and it bounced off their leg into an Eagles guy on fourth down, no less. Forgot that happened. Uh yeah. Yeah, Green Bay. I have to go with Green Bay. I I, I it's hard for me to pick against Green Bay and Lambeau. Like taking my bias out of it. Like it's right. hard to see Green Bay losing in Lambeau with Aaron Rodgers. It's really difficult. So, yeah, week one of football. I'm so excited. I can't wait. There's going to be football on soon. There's a weather delay right now. Well, that's going to wrap up what we are doing today on the podcast. That That's all the time we have. Uh, shorter episode today, but we've done a lot of talking between yesterday's podcast and now today's and Hawk Talk. This was so, a very weird week for the podcast. It's a very weird week. Because of the whole Brewer game, <laughs> basically, basically because of the Brewer like game. Sun, like Sun, like like Sun. No, we recorded Saturday. Oh my God, that's right. We recorded Saturday for for the for the Monday episode. Yep. And then we recorded Wednesday for the Wednesday episode. Yep. Then we turned around the next day, recording this for Friday. And we did our first. Wow. And then I'm, I'm probably going to be awake. At or well, I won't mind doing the podcast after the Bears game yep. on Sunday. I only have the two classes on Mondays, like 9 like nine to 9.50 and then 10 to 10.50. Yeah, and I, then, I can wake up and do it. And then, like, I'm... We'll I, see what state I'm in on Sunday. Same. <laughs> but... Actually, same. You, sh- we should, you should get an on-time episode on Monday. Uh, let's just say that. We'll we'll plan it out. You the Yeah, the episode should come out Monday morning. Yeah, that's all the time we have. Connor, take us out. I'm just thinking that Sunday is already here with football. I know. And then there's a bit of, and then I have to turn around, I have to work again on Tuesday. Yeah, because <laughs> there's a volleyball game on Tuesday. Oh, oh, oh my, oh what? my! It's only week one. Anyways, uh, enough of enough of us complaining about how about college life. 
Uh, to to listen to more of the podcast, look us up on the podcast app or just anywhere you can find podcasts through Apple at First Round KO Podcast. Give us a subscription, give us a five star rating, leave us a review if you so choose as well. Same goes for SoundCloud and Stitcher. Follow us, like us, whatever their metric is, do that. On Twitter, follow us at FRKO Podcast. Follow Kyle at Olsen2K18. And follow myself at ConnorMore underscore 7. Links in the description. Then in the next episode, we will break down all the action that we literally, within hours, have would have just finished watching football on Sunday. And voices will probably be dead like they were on Wednesday. Yep. Fair warning. We'll see. We'll see how we do and we're in our in our mental and physical and hell emotional state state will state will be on the next episode when we shock the system since day one ish please don't make me feel this again things are getting eerie like the lake is down in michigan had a good year kind of tired we're the michelin at the finish line go get the checkered flag take a couple more shots that's extended mag i don't mean to brag you smell the cinder bag i pull up solo at the function i'm a tennis stag stone cold bachelor acid rap and chancellor couple years in Amateur, but never had a chance. We are, you see me as a challenge to manage your intuition.